Amen. Go with there, uh, and uh, we'll get into the uh, tithing message. I'm going to read it, and, and then I'll tell you what it's about. John 10, verse 7 through 11, it says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Uh, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Uh, that's good news, and we'll go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, and I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. Say that with me, the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So all red letters here, in, and uh, this idea here, I think, goes back to, to John chapter 8 talks about the woman being caught in the act of adultery. Uh, chapter 9 talks about Jesus healing the blind man. Uh, chapter 10 talks about Jesus being the good shepherd. So there's a couple of words in here that we're going to talk about today. Steal is one person who takes property without permission. That's what stealing is. Uh, destroying is, uh, is to damage or to attack. Kill is to cause death uh, of a person or a living thing and abundant is existing and available in large quantities or plentiful. Amen. Let's take a look at, at, at John 10.10. 10. It's, it's infamous for its, um, for its power here. So let's talk about the thief. So who is the thief? The thief in this story we know is Satan. He's Satan or he's the Antichrist or Antichrist system. So that's, that's who the thief is. Uh, here in the story and in, in the thief in our society. And what is his job? He comes to steal. So here's the deal about stealing, uh, stealing or destroying. If you want to stay in the business, you have to be subtle. So you don't want anybody to know you're doing it or your, or your game gets busted. Amen? In uh, destroying, let me tell you something about destroying. I, I always kind of use the, the car analogy, the destroying of the car. So... We know that a, 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 a new car is no longer new if somebody spills the, uh, the coffee in it or it gets chipped up and after a while you're like, oh, it's not new anymore. I paid it off and it's not new. So, and, and that just happens a little at a time, a little ding here and there. Uh, you, and then if you're like me, you're half redneck, you start duct taping stuff together. <laughs> and when you see enough duct tape on a truck, Chuck, you know it, it ain't new anymore. Say that. It ain't new anymore. You got duct tape on. It ain't new anymore. I'm going to tell you a story. I don't know if I told you this, but Keith might have heard this. Uh, I went to the farm the other day, and I got a little refrigerator. I don't have It's not full grown yet. It's a little one. And I bought a bunch of frozen pizzas because that's about all I can cook. And I stuffed them in the top. You know one of those little freezers? It's like a college size. It's like he's, he's still... He's still in school. He's only about this tall. And I need a big refrigerator. But anyways, I bought the frozen pizza like any guy would. And I shoved them in the uh, freezer. And the only way I could keep the freezer shut. It's a, it's a new refrigerator, but it's small. And I knew I could keep it shut, guys. Help me out. If I duct tape it shut. And, and to look at it, you would think it's broken, but it's brand new. But I rednecked it up just enough to keep the, and I, and I, and I, I, my, 
my wife in here, I smashed the pizzas to the back and then taped her up. That's how I think. Oh, a guy can get it all in there. He, he can power press it. I'm stronger than frozen pizza. Amen? I don't know why I'm telling you guys all this. It's like it's therapy. It's the same every week. Oh, gosh. All right, let's get into this. So the, the, the thief, so I, I say here's what the, the thief's doing, the Antichrist system. It's like, uh, it's like a frog uh, in, in the pot of water. So stay with me. Everybody look up here. So, uh, Steve, if you put a, a frog in boiling water, he'll jump right back out. But if you put the frog in the water and then start turning up the heat slowly, he'll stay in there till he dies. That's what the enemy is trying to do to us here in America as Christians. He's he just trying to turn it up slow. He doesn't really want you to know you're there. He's there, but he's there. Amen? All right, so that's that's the thief, and that's what he's doing. He's, he's, he's stealing, and he's destroying your life and my life, and he's trying to destroy and dismantle America. But we can't let him do that. So don't wring your hands and go, oh, Pastor, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? i got to read this part, too. And I came, this is, this, is, this is Jesus, he said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Say that with me. I just like abundance. Uh, uh, say it like attitude. I, abundance. There, now I'm starting to feel a little better, don't you? And I feel like that. I, I, I'm always worried. I do worry a little bit. I'm always afraid that we haven't made enough coffee. Because, because one cup is never enough for a guy like me. My wife knows I'm going to drink a pot. Just, fi- just fill it up. I want abundance of coffee. Amen? So I'll tell you. Can I tell you a story about abundance? Amen. So we went to hand out some flyers yesterday up there with Gary and all the, all the people up at North. And it was wonderful. We handed out flyers, all kinds of stuff. So I'm in there. And we're in the, in the coffee room right there. And I'm sitting down. He's doing a devotion. He's got two bags of McDonald's breakfast sandwiches two bags but there's a lot of people that are going to show up there and uh, he said would you like pastor would you like a breakfast sandwich I was like <laughs> look at me I was hoping you never asked so I end up eating a sandwich and then after a while you're drinking coffee and you you can smell them the aroma of the of the sandwiches there and then he asked me another question that it was a loaded question and he said Pastor, would you like to have another? And I heard the heaven open up. That's abundance. That's what God wants to do. He wants to supersize your life and give you more than you could ever imagine. More sandwiches, more peace, more money, more God all the time. That's abundance, amen. Let's pray on that note. Man, I'll tell you what, the other service never got it. So be thinking about uh, McDonald's real quick and we'll pray. But Father God, we just pray whether it's sandwiches or peace or health or whatever it is, we're, we're ready. Church, I want to talk to you. If you're ready for abundance, just raise your hand and I'll pray for you right now. In, in the whatever area that is, you just you tell him right now, I want abundance of Whatever that is, maybe it's relational, maybe it's maybe it's a finance, maybe whatever it is. I I, I want. It. If you don't ask for it, you ain't gonna get it. I'm gonna tell you that right now. 
And Father God, I pray that you, you bless these prayers that are being thrown up to you right now. And, and Lord God, I ask you to bless the offering today uh, and, and, for, and for the health of that offering and the health of our congregation today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you, Brother Tim, and thank you, Brother Mark. Let's let the offering be picked up. Would you applaud the Lord in his house today? I will tell you, this is, this is a super cool message, and I, I probably preached it a time or two, but I want you to know I'm going to attach this to your health. So this is the last week that we start talking about your physical health. Then we move into Thanksgiving, uh, into Thanksgiving, and it's just totally awesome. It's one of my favorite uh, months of the year because it talks about being thankful all month long about what God has, uh, has given you. Rise with me, and we'll put your hands on your Bible. We'll pray for the message. So, Father God, we just pray for the message today that comes from the book of Matthew in the 25th chapter and, and the 14th through the 30th verse. I ask you, Father God, today uh, that the power uh, of the Holy Spirit overshadow uh, anything that's going on and drive forth uh, the spirits that are not of you pray for divine revelation in thy name, Jesus. Amen. Uh, one more applaud and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is all like red letters. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, Geeson from, I mean, like chapter 22 or whatever. It just goes on. Jesus is talking over and over again. When Jesus is talking, I want to listen because I can learn a lesson. Amen. And... Um, He's talking about what the kingdom will be like. And I'm going to dive right in it, and I want to let you know ahead of time, being slothful is not good for building uh, God's kingdom, and slothfulness is not good for building your body to be healthy. Amen? So our goal is to kind of to preach and, and, and get into this message of serving and get away from slothfulness and, and move closer to the Lord. Amen? And they do this, uh, and he will do this by this story here about the talents. And I'll chop it up as we go. So thank you, everybody who is watching online uh, today as well. And, and I want to thank God for our online presence. It's just grown bigger and better than I've ever dreamed that it would. Uh, I think we're, we're reaching a couple thousand people a week. Uh, and amen. That, 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 that in itself is amazing, but that's a whole other story, and God gets all the uh, credit for that. So here we go, 2514. For it will be like a man going on a journey. So here's Jesus uh, telling his followers uh, about what, what the kingdom is going to be like. And, and, and when you get there, you know when you get there, you will, uh, Kenny, you'll get crowns to throw at Jesus' feet for the work that you've done here on earth for him in his name. And you don't do them to get saved. You do them because you are saved. Just, I'm doing them because, and nobody, here's the deal, Chuck. Nobody's got even got to be looking. I just do them because Jesus is in me and I'm, I'm doing that thing. Amen? And, and, and after a while, Chef, people are going to think you're crazy. Why in the world would you come up and cook for all these people? Aren't they paying you? And Chef goes, no, I like to do this. And when you start liking to do things for Jesus, he'll give you something else to do after that. He'll give you more, and he'll give you more than you'll ever need. I promise you that. That's a fact. Uh, so here it is. He'll be like a man going on a journey who calls his servants and entrusts them to his property. And if you don't know this story, there's, he, he, he talks to three different types of servants that are out there. Um, and, 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 to, and to keep it in the, in the 
thinking about food. It's the super size, it's the regular, and then it's the, the kid's meal. Amen? That's, that's kind of how he breaks this down. Uh, so he entrusts the property, word 2515, it says, to the one, he gave five talents. He gave five talents, and, and regardless of what a talent's worth, some people think it's worth a thousand, some people think it's worth four thousand, it doesn't really matter to me today, I just want trying to get the point uh, out there. Uh, he, the one, he gave five talents, so this is the guy that he gives the most, so just put your hand up there, five talents, so you understand what the story's about. Five talents. All right. I want to be that guy. If God's given talents out, I don't want to be the five-talent person. And, and, and here, let me say this, and maybe you're not a five-talent person, and, and not everybody is, but it doesn't mean you can't be. Just remember, God doesn't necessarily reward success. He rewards faithfulness. I need somebody to talk back to me. We're always worried about, oh, I'm not successful. This, this. Don't worry about it. God's not worried about how successful you are necessarily. Doesn't mean he, you have to be a big sports figure, Hollywood, Mola, anybody like that. He just wants you to be faithful with what he's assigned to you thus far. And if you understand it, you would say amen. I just I, I, I want to I wanna be blessed because I'm faithful. And, and God will make me successful uh, in these areas if that's what he wants me to be. Amen. Uh, and, and, and remember, if you want supernatural results, you're going to have to ask God to be part of that equation. Uh, he gave five talents to another. He gave two. And to another, he gave one. So you kind of see the landscape here. There's three cats that are here. And he's given five, two, and one. To each according to his ability. And we kind of know that going ahead. You don't give somebody uh, a big assignment if you don't think they can handle it. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, uh, I, I always do this because it's the funniest thing, and, it, and it's such a true thing. Your kids, when they're young, really all you want them to do is take out the trash. It's easy to say it with me, take out the trash. What does it require? Well, it requires you to be breathing. Then you got to have the, uh, the wherewithal to find the trash can in the kitchen and then take it out to the, the big one that looks similar to it outside. Back when I was young, that was a, I could get distracted in that process. Because there was, a, as a young man, there was a lot of things on my mind, but taking out the trash was not one at all. All I wanted to do was go have fun, ride my bike, jump ramps, and hunt, or whatever, all the things that boys should do, or used to do anyways. Uh, uh, and, and, and I talked about the, the trash, it, it's, a, it's a mesmerizing thing to watch young people handle the trash. And as it gets taller, you know, they want to push it down. And guys take on the very nature of a child, too, when it comes. If your kids have moved out, you know you got to take it out. And I'll walk by it like a child would, and I go, I know I could press that down. I can press the milk jug down, too. And if it gets too hairy, I could always stick my foot in it to press it down to buy me another day. I'm not above sticking my foot in that joke. Each to his ability. Then he, then he went away. Verse 16. So, And you could be thinking in the landscape here in America with all the things that are going on right now. Now's the best time to get a job because everybody's hiring. I said now's the best time to get a job because everybody's hiring. It's a great time. It's a phenomenal time. 
Then he went away. Verse 16. He who received five talents went at once. Say that with me. Went at once. Say it like you mean it. Went at once. If you're reading King James, it would say straightway. And that's, Terry, that's what five talent people do. You give them assignment, if they're a cartoon, it'd be, yeah, 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 bam, they're gone. Five talent people, you give them something to do, and they're already gone, and they, and they may call you back that day and tell you that the assignment's done. And watch this, watch this, five talent people, you ain't even got to check on their work. I need a business owner to say something to me. You, you ain't even got to check on a five-talent guy's work. He's already got it done and ready for the next assignment. That's what five-talent people do. That's how, watch this, that's how America was built. It's called capitalism. It's a wonderful thing. The guy who built the better mousetrap sells more. Amen? I know kids are trying to catch this concept. He went at once and traded with them and made, watch this, five talents more. So what was it? He doubled his money. And I don't know where you can double your money. I tried to do it at the casino, but all they did is take it from me. Do you remember that? I know you guys don't go, but back before I met Jesus, I tried to, I tried everything to make money. Oh, yeah, I beat the call. Oh, I'm beating the casino. We just go down there. We just, here, we're going to go down there and just take their money. Well, why, how do you think they got all their lights on down there in the great big hall? It's because everybody's going in there donating. And some people try to double their money with the, with the scratch off. You ever seen the people? It's like, the scratch offs are like religion. We're not leaving here until you tell me if I won or not. We're trying to double our money. With God doubling your money ain't a problem. He's got all kinds of it. So if you want your money doubled, your responsibility doubled, put all your efforts in the kingdom of God. All right. So he went on and, and, and he traded with them and he made five talents more. Verse 17. So also he who had two talents, now I, I, I say that this guy was an apprentice. He wasn't quite a journeyman, but he's an apprentice. And you only give him two talents. If you're, if you're breaking somebody in or teaching them something or they're on the job, you don't give them a whole lot of responsibility. Just give them a two-talent job. Two talents, and what did he do with it? He made two talents more. Sounds like he's going to be, a, we're gonna, he's a keeper. We're going to keep him around. We asked him to do something, he did it. We didn't ask for a lot of responsibility, but what we gave him, he did. So next time, I'm going to give him a little more. I'll give him three talents next time. You want to raise? Just work hard. But somebody's got to say something in there. You, you, you're not entitled a raise until you earn it. Because if you didn't earn it, all you're causing is inflation. You're getting paid for a job you shouldn't be paid for. The squeaky wheel don't always get the oil. Here's the problem right now in America. One day the golden goose is going to fly away. Verse 18. But he who received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. One talent guy. Can I talk to you about one talent guy? <laughs> you give somebody one talent, thing, you should never expect a whole lot. Say that with me. I just don't expect a whole lot. One talent guy. One talent. Terry, you don't, you don't worry about one talent guy. And you, 
well, listen to what, we'll talk about the one talent guy. He's at the end of the story. The one talent guy, you shouldn't expect a whole lot of him. And, and when he messes up, you tell him, that's why you're still at minimum wage. That's why you're still at minimum wage. You're still at the one talent level right here. You haven't graduated above minimum wage. He went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. So what it tells you right here is he don't want to do anything. He's too scared to do anything. All he wants to do is bury it and make sure it's protected so he can give it back to his boss when he comes back again. He did nothing with it. He did nothing with the ability, and he's just going to hand it back to his master. But he's going to make a pile of excuses here in. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled the accounts with him. Verse 20. And he who had received the five talents came forward. He, the five-talent guy, he's, his shoes are spit shine, and he comes forward. Let's see what he says. Bringing five talents more. So here he goes, five talents more, and saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. So the boss there is smiling going, oh, man, this guy is just money in the bank. He's like a, the boss looks at you when you're a five-talent person like an ATM machine. Wouldn't that be cool if, 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 if God or your boss looked at you like a, an ATM machine? Wherever he comes, the, watch this, wherever he comes or wherever she comes, the property value goes up. Did you hear what I said? Where, wherever you come, the property value goes up. Something's happening in there with the five talent people. You don't have to have a whole lot. Just a couple, Jeannie, get around. Five talent people and the property ends up going up. Hallelujah. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. He's faithful. Remember, he rewards faithfulness, not success. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter the joy of your master. So not only has he set me over much, I'm in charge of a lot of things, but I get to enter the joy of the master. He's, that's when God starts taking care of me. I've climbed the corporate ladder, and, and he's going to take care of me. Amen. Verse 22, and he who had the, the two talents came forward is saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. Praise God. That's progress. We just want you to make a step. Here's what I believe right now. If you're a young person, all you got to do is show up. Let me say it again. All you got to do is show up. Boy, it's the quietest service out of all of them, I'll tell you. And praise God, we had a lot of young people in the service last night. We got a lot, a lot of young people here today. So let's give it up for the young people who made good decisions today. <laughs> Verse 23, here's what it says. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter the joy of your master. Praise God. The apprentice is doing well. We're ready to give him a raise. Watch this, Randy, because he deserves it. Not because he wants it, but because he deserves it. We got to quit worrying about dropping the standard down and start keeping the bar up where it needs to be and start training our young people up. We're, drop, we're trying to drop the standard so, so everybody can get a piece of the pie. That ain't how it works. That causes inflation. It's just like teams. Here's the deal. Not everybody gets a trophy, only those who win. 
And if you haven't trained hard enough, you need to get back there and train a little more. Amen. Verse 24. He who also received the one talent came forward. Say, well, listen, you know what happens when this guy comes forward. Yeah, Kenny looks like this when he hire him on. You got one talent guy. He comes, all right, you, you double my money. You double my money. Well, bring the one talent guy forward. He ain't got nothing to say. He ain't, what we say is he ain't got no rap. He ain't got no rap. He ain't got nothing to say. That's what one talent people do. They ain't got much to say. I'll tell you what they do do. They make a lot of excuses and they blame a lot of other people. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into it. So elbow your neighbor and say, wake up. He's fixing to get to the good stuff. <laughs> oh, wait, we're going we're gonna to act it out, too. Say that we're going to act it out. He also received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man. Now he's going to lie about the, he's going to lie about his boss. You ever see anybody lie about their boss before? They lie about me all the time. Blame me for everything. I, I get the blame for everything. He says, hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you, you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. Well, he got the afraid part, right? This guy's like Chicken Little. He's afraid of his own shadow. That's why he's a one-talent guy. So here's what I believe. In the church today, we need men to stand up uh, with a backbone and quit praying for an easier life, but God to give us more strength so we can carry on in the journey. Can I get a witness? Amen. We need we need, we don't need any more ninnies. We got we got plenty of ninnies out in the world today. Right? I'm just telling it like it is. I was afraid. So what did he do? When you're afraid, you just don't do much of anything. And fear's a fear's a powerful thing that the enemy uses. That's why we need to stand in faith over fear. I said we need to stand in faith over fear. Quit wor quit worried about being afraid. Quit worried about what's going to happen. If you don't step out and do something, I assure you nothing's ever going to happen in your family. Those who take the risk get the reward. I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here's, here's what's yours, but his, man, his an, uh, master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. Slothful. Just uh, dragging his shoes and dragging his ass. You ever seen anybody that you told to go do something? You're like, oh, will, you go, will you go do this over here? It Pick up your feet. Back when I was getting broke in by my uncle, they broke in guy carpenters way different than they do now. There was no catering going on then. And he said, when you don't know what to do, just do push-ups or something, will you? I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. You, you have what is yours. But his master answered him and said, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown to gather where I had scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent. Listen to what he does with this one talent, dude. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. My gosh, isn't it? You ever look at a family and go, why are they always so blessed? Why do they always make so much money? Why are they always healthy? Why do their cars always run? Why is their house so nice? Because God takes it from the slothful people, and he gives it to the people who are going to use it for his kingdom. Amen. And if you want to get on board, all you got to do is raise your hand and ask him to do it. 
And I promise he ain't going to mail it to you in the mail, and he ain't going to come down to your basement and wake you up to, to go to work either. You'll have to set your own alarm when you become a big boy. And you guys can rise up. Listen to what he says. Listen to how God blesses, and, 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 and then that way you'll know it's not Pastor Pat every week. For to everyone who has uh, more will be given, and who has abundance. All right, let me read it again. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance, but the, from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken. So the little bit of something that you was trying to hold on to, that talent that you, you buried in the ground, that's going to be taken to you. And verse 30 says it like this, And cast the worthless servant into outer darkness in that place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we all know where that is. I'm going to ask somebody to drop the house lights down, and I'm going to start preaching for a minute. All I was doing right there was just reading. Now we're going to preach. Let me tell you something about the one talent boy, Mr. Cope. You probably know who he is. He's the guy who blames everybody. I'll use myself, Brandon, because this is this is real life story here. Real life story. Back when I was in school, grade school, junior high, and high school, I, none of the teachers liked me, and I used to go home and I would blame them for everything. I told my dad, the teachers don't like me. They're out to get me. And if you know what I'm talking about, just talk back a little bit to me. Because you got kids, don't look at me like, well, my kids don't do that. Yeah, right. You can start playing that. Listen, so I go home and I tell them all this, and I told you how I changed my uh, report card and all that kind of stuff. I was just changed. Back then, Mike, you could just change it with a pen. My dad was so dumb, he never knew it. <laughs> change from an F to an E. I was a one-talent person, and, and then, and then when I started getting out in the workaday world, uh, my boss was mean to me too. He didn't like me. He was always picking on me. Always picking on me. All these people are always picking on me. It, the story is, is repetitive. And then when I was running around in this place in the city where we're at right now, Maryland High School, guess who started picking on me after that? The police started picking on me as I grew up a little bit. I'll tell you the story. Go ahead, show. Everywhere I went. Right here in this city where I'm preaching from. Tony, somebody's got to listen to the message. Hopefully it's somebody young. Sheehan, they was picking on me. The police was picking on me. I finally had to move out of Maryland Heights because I couldn't pull out of my driveway without being arrested. So don't tell me about getting picked on. I'll tell you what picked on is. The teachers was picking on me. The police was picking on me. My bosses were picking on me. I wasn't even a one-talent man back there. As a matter of fact, Lori, I wasn't a man at all. I wasn't born again. I had no direction. And my dad would just come and he said, Don't you understand what's going on, son? They're picking on you because you ain't doing anything right. It was just following me around everywhere I went. I was, I was being slothful. I didn't know Christ. I never expected much out of my life until I met Jesus. And then all of a sudden that day after I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I, I, I went from being less than a one-talent man to being a, a million-talent man just in a matter of a, a matter of a split second. Amen. Right then, bam. 
just immediately, just bam, immediately. It happened, it happened, it, it happened that quick. I can testify that it happened that quick. So I don't care what it is that you're going through today. Slothfulness isn't good for the physical body, and it's not good for your spiritual body either. It's time that we start waking up and, 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 and start being some Nehemiahs in this church where we start rebuilding the walls of the church. And start calling the kids up. And I'm going to do the same thing I did last night. I did an altar call last night under the spirit of the living God. Fell on that place I've seen before. I think it was the best service we ever had at our Warrington location. It was amazing. So I'm going to ask God right now to do that. So Father God, right now as I read this love letter to your children, I pray that it has the same effect. It falls on them and freezes them in Jesus' name. So here's where I end the story here today out of Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30. And it's about dealing with slothfulness, and King Solomon says this. I passed by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense. Think about that. So this guy, he's, he passes by the vineyard and, and, and lacking sense. And behold, it was overgrown with thorns. It kind of reminds me of the United States of America right now. It's overgrown with thorns. And we got a lot of people that are lacking a lot of sense. You go, who's going who's gonna to come in, Pastor Pat, and brush hog the place? Here's the deal. If we don't brush hog it, God will do it for us. But if he's got to come and do it, it's a lot more painful than you and I. And I'll tell you what, brush hogging, it, 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 it's, it's a, it, brush hogging's violent. You back up a brush hog into some of that stuff, man, stuff's flying everywhere, and bam, bam, this, that, and the other, and, and, and maybe that's what needs to happen in our lives. And I thought about this for a second. That's exactly what purging is. Purging, the definition of purging is an abrupt removal. We need some things in our life right now that are still laying dormant in our spirit, and we need to be purged of that stuff right now. You need to be purged. It's lying dormant like if you, like in a pipe. It needs to be blown out with an air compressor or the power of the Holy Ghost, one of the two. So if you got something that's in your spirit, man, right now, let's drop them house lights down. If you got something in your spirit, man, right now that ain't quite right with the Lord and it needs to be removed, I just want you to raise your hand, one, two, three, and say, this part of my life needs to be purged because I'm going to be quite honest with you, it's a dang mess is what it is. And here's the deal. We already know we can't do it on our own. It ain't, it ain't going to work. And if you raised your hand, I want to call you out. I want you to come down here to the to the altar and see you. Come down to you, come down, you, 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 and you. Come on down, and we're just going to pray for them. You guys can already start praying right now if you want, everybody that's out there. And, and you that's online, I want you just to raise your hand and just ask God, say, you know what, I need this purged out of my life. Am I talking to the right church today? We, we Don't we come in here, Tony, week after week playing church? Oh, we, there ain't nothing going on in my life. We got it all together. My kids are doing good. My grandkids are doing good. Me and my spouse are doing good. Some of the stuff that's going on in your life just needs to be removed so God can speak to you today. It's got to get out of here. We ain't going to be slothful burger. We ain't going to be lazy Christian wanting God to do everything. You got to make the first move. God's already sent the son, Jesus. 
then the last part it says, then I saw and considered and I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, and a folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a robber and want like an armed man. It's, 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 like, the, it's like the frog in the boiling water again. This, this just kind of creeped up on us, didn't it? Just kind of just kind of slowly migrated in. And we're all looking around. We're going, what in the world is going on here in America? It's, 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 like, the, it's like the frog in the boiling water and the enemy's turning it up. Here's the deal. We need to purge the enemy of, of our lives. Amen. He's got to get out of here. He ain't got no jurisdiction in my house. He ain't got no place in my house. It, Diane, he ain't in my house. He can't come in my house. He ain't wanted in my house. I don't crack the door for that punk either. Ain't, ain't nothing but a bunch of Jesus going on wherever I go. I take Jesus wherever I go. Oh, the devil gets so mad when I do that. Oh, here comes Frank with his dang Bible again. Amen. Now I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation for all you who are out there. Now I'm going to ask this question. I'm only going to ask it one time. And, and even for the people on live stream, whoever working the live stream today. I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you, have you been born again? I don't know if you have or not. I haven't been. I've been born again. Geeson, do you remember a time when you gave your life to Jesus Christ and, and he, he catapulted you from where you was into where you are right now? If you don't have that recollection, I, I guess you better talk to God today. Because I know you can't get into heaven by yourself. Neither can I. Do you remember that date? I want to know. I want to know. Do you remember the date that you gave your life to Jesus? And you say, Pastor Ben, I have no recollection of that date. Then make the date today, the 31st, when you give your life to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to pray with you. I want to I celebrate with you. So here's what you do. You just go, that's me. I need to be saved. You just raise your hand. I need, I need Jesus to come and save my soul. Let me pray for you. So, Father God, that hand that's raised here or here or, or on live stream, I pray right now, Lord God, that they come to you on a bended knee and receive this free gift uh, and, and give you a shout. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And his people said amen.